welcome to Your Sunday Psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard. It's another wonderful, beautiful day in Southern California. I am so lucky. <laughs> and uh, hi, Stephanie. How are you tonight? Hi, Rebecca. Good, good. Um, I think some of the cloud cover here finally broke loose a little bit. So I actually get to see some blue skies with the sunshine and clouds. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Doing well, though. Yep. Doing really well. Yeah. Yep, oh, we're at a walking awesome. 68 degrees, so that's a warm summer day here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so comfortable, <laughs> although, you know, I can't complain. We've had really, really nice weather here. It's been it's been good, although I know I think the full moon was last night, and um, we had cloud cover, so I couldn't see anything until about 4.30 this morning. I was like, oh, there's, there's Grandmother Moon. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, cool. And yes, it, and I know. I think it is funny that you know, with all the stuff we talk about, we do actually talk about the weather. <laughs> but you know, part of that is because there's so much going on in the world with weather stuff. And so mm-hmm. you know, and, and just so the listeners know, you know, one of the reasons Stephanie, Stephanie, and I talk about this stuff is because we know how blessed we are. And so it's like, yes, this is how it's going in my neck of the woods. How's it going in your neck of the woods? And we we never forget to be grateful for where we are and what we have. And, and so, um, you know, like I've been praying for all the people dealing with wildfires and the, mm. the, the drought and the high temperatures and the floods. And, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's really an interesting thing to be observing all of this and living in this time. I mean, really, this is an incredibly unusual time in the history of mankind. When we look at the fact that, you know, we, we're in the cycle of pandemic, and I'm saying cycle of that because we have had those in cycles during the course of human uh, evolution, if you will. And then, um, and then also now dealing with uh, some of these extreme temperatures that are going on on the planet. So it's, an, it's a really unusual, um, and I will say exciting, but, um, you know, I use that term a, a bit loosely because that can be interpreted a lot of different ways. <laughs> Um, but it is a very interesting time for us to be alive. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Before we get too far into this, I want to say, uh, you know, deepest gratitude to Garrett for handling everything for us behind the scenes. Just want to say hi, Garrett. We appreciate you so much. And, Hello. Um, thanks for, thank you. <laughs> thanks for supporting us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, Yay. Okay. Well, it's been an it, it's been a week. <laughs> it oh. has been a week. Yeah. So I know we talked last week. I know Stephanie. Um, you know, you're kind of the certainly the more resident expert on astrology and and, and a number of things, which we're all very grateful for. Um, but I know you <laughs> talked about how there had been four planets in, in retrograde, and I think Neptune came out of retrograde this week. I think somebody told me that. Um, but, you know, I know a lot of people, me included, who have, a, have had a lot of issues with technology, which is not unusual. Um, and mm-hmm. then the other thing that has come to light, including in my own life, is um, things being kind of brought to the surface that have either been hidden or have kind of been, mm-hmm. you know, kind of staying to the side. Um, and it's been very intense, and I'm speaking not only for my clients, but also for myself. 
And mm-hmm. um, so I know, I, I know, Stephanie, you and I talked about this earlier in the week. And, and true confession, folks, normally at some point during the day on Sundays before we do the show, we kind of, Stephanie and I connect for at least a few minutes and just kind of go, hey, how you doing? You okay? What's going on? And we kind mm-hmm. of have a little bit of a dialogue. It's not necessarily extensive, but we kind of just check in with each other. You know, it's like checking in with that energy, right? And we did not get to do that today. So Stephanie has no idea what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It's a surprise. And she might be able to figure it out. Um, But anyway, so, and and we'll come back to that. We're going to come back to what I'm going to talk about. Um, But because one of the things I want to acknowledge is the Olympics, that the Tokyo Olympics have now started. And, Watching the Olympics is something that was a ritual with my mom. My mom and my twin brother and I would watch the Olympics together, uh, the winter and the summer games. And I found myself, and this has happened before, but I found myself when listening to the brass choir, you know, singing that, that you know, doing the uh, the introduction theme. And I, I'm I, I'm so bad right now because I'm not I'm not remembering what the theme is called. But um, I found myself in tears when I heard that for the first time and it still moves me because I have so many good memories of hanging out with my mom and my brother and, and also, you know, thinking about what these athletes go through to get themselves to be the top athletes in the world. And then also, you know, my sympathy and compassion for them and my awe at the fact that they had to wait an entire year to actually do what they had been preparing to do. So, to, for you know, it's kind of like okay, hurry up, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You've been doing this your whole life. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh, wait a sec, we're just going to put you on pause for a year, and then you get to come back and move forward in this. And I just, it kind of brought to mind the resilience that we humans have, and then of course these athletes and the discipline they have. I'm, I'm always in awe of that. Um, but it also helped me remember that I have resilience too. And as much as Stephanie and I love what we do, we love showing up, we love doing the work that we're doing, we are also always growing and learning ourselves. And we have challenges just like you do. And some of them are easier than others. And so it was really nice for me to kind of have that little aha moment watching the Olympics and watching these amazing athletes and remembering how incredibly resilient they are and that they're a reflection for me too, that I am resilient. You know, I need that. We, we all need that when we forget. Anyway. That's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know, okay. deep breath. I know, I need that. I need that. So, so I'm going to just, I'm just going to go ahead and be, I'm going to bring myself into this very vulnerable place. And Stephanie, I know you, I know I did talk to you. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to take some more deep breaths. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Can I preface that very quickly? Absolutely. Um, one of the astrology things going on, and this is something that is really impacting both Rebecca and myself, um, and 
and it's affecting everyone. I mean, every single client that I speak with is really encountering this face-to-face. And it's specifically the Pluto retrograde, and it's retrograde until the 6th of October. And this one is more or less really taking us to the carpet. And it is... We're finding ourselves in in these very vulnerable places, and it's this uncloaking and uncovering of sometimes these deep, dark mysteries within ourselves, these deep, dark places, and then we did have the full moon. It was technically um, Pacific Coast time. It was a few minutes after midnight on Friday. The reason I'm saying that is because last week there was a buildup of tension leading up, leading up, leading up to this full moon, which is in Aquarius, which, yes, it does impact technology. So, Rebecca, while you were talking, <laughs> I was disconnected and then reconnected. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, between, but between this full moon, which is extremely intense, and People may laugh about this, but it is the three days before a full moon. It is the three days after the full moon. So it's either tomorrow or Tuesday that I think tomorrow where things will begin to lighten up a little bit. That's just from the full moon. But this Pluto retrograde thing, um, what Rebecca is about to share, it, it's difficult Um you know, there's there's area one area of my life specifically that it's brought me the opportunity is likely the best way to say it, the best way to phrase it, to really go inside out with a couple of certain aspects of myself. And it's been easy to just, you know, shove it off to the side, keep it under the rug and so forth. So anyway, just everyone just understand between the full moon and Pluto retrograde this past week was intense, intense. So Rebecca. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Holding space for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, I, um, <laughs> this is hard. Wow. All right. So, uh, you know, I have been doing a lot of work on myself for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, I think I get to certain levels of things. I'm like, you know, I think I can kind of handle this now. So I'm going to kind of get out and try this. And then what happens is, you know, I kind of go along and go along and go along and I'm doing well. And then I, I will qualify this a little bit more in a moment. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, something's showing up and it's right in my face. I guess I'm not as clear of this as I thought I was. So, you know, yes, when we're processing stuff, our issues are like an onion. You do a layer and then later on you, you kind of go, oh, wait a minute, this feels familiar. Didn't I do this before? Yeah, but now you're at the next layer and now you get to deal with it again. And then it comes around again and so on and so on and so on. So my, you know, in, in February, I reached this place within myself. I've been working on self-love for a while. And when we went on Safer at Home a year ago, March, I decided to have the intention of working on myself, going into self-love, 
discovering why relationships weren't working in my life, what part of me needed healing. I, I kind of really took a deep dive into all of that. And I did a lot of work on myself, and it was intense. I spent uh, days on the floor crying. I spent days writing and journaling and studying and coming back to um, evaluating the choices that I've been making and taking responsibility for how I end up in these situations and that, you know, I have a, there's an element of self-sabotage uh, and really trying to come back to owning my part because the truth is I'm never going to heal unless I first of all take responsibility for my actions in all of it because otherwise I'm a victim for the rest of my life. I can either take responsibility and own it and feel and empower myself to heal. Or I can remain a victim, which means I'm taking away the opportunity for me to heal. Because if everything is always somebody else's fault and I am always a victim, then that means I'm giving all of my power away and I have no self-empowerment. So my belief, and, and I always express this, and I, I probably haven't said this in a while, but my belief, I share my beliefs and my opinions here, and that's it. This is based on what I believe, what my own life experience is. I, I am open to other people's opinions, and I know we all have our own journey and we all have our own discovery. But I believe that we make an agreement with God before we take our bodies about what we're going to learn while we're here. So that being said, uh, I was molested by an uncle when I was three. And for a long time, I lived in victimhood. And there were many other factors that contributed to me being a victim. My, my mother's family, uh, her, except for her immediate family, they were, they were taken to concentration camps and killed in the camps by Hitler. Um, you know, my dad's family, you know, also uh, most, they all got out, thankfully, but, you know, my parents were from Europe during that time. And so, you know, we're talking about traumatic events. And I know Stephanie and I have talked about how we carry the DNA of our ancestors until we choose to heal whatever that is. So coming in, I have the memories of the trauma of my parents and their parents and their parents and their parents and all of that, unless I choose to heal it. So at some point in my 20s, I started my spiritual path. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Who is God? And in, and in doing that, I went into a path of self-discovery because I knew that the more that I understood about myself, the more I could help people. And I, my intention is to be in service. And so, you know, it was at that point that I really started dealing with having been molested. And there were other abusive relationships that I had been in that, you know, it's like there was, there was trauma after trauma after trauma. Um, and so I lived my life as a victim of trauma. And then in my 20s, I started dealing with it. I started facing some of it. And I made a decision before I turned 30 that I was no longer going to be a victim. And part of that meant I took ownership of the fact that my soul agreed with God that I would have this experience of being molested. It doesn't excuse the behavior of the other human and their karma and their accountability for that. But in being willing to own that I participated willingly, my soul participated willingly in that experience, I took this as an opportunity to have compassion for every other person I encounter who has had trauma. So I took it as an opportunity, and I empowered myself 
to, to take my power back from those circumstances. I am not my ancestors, and I am not my experiences. I, one of the reasons that I work on meditation and to become the detached observer is so that I can be the observer of the experiences that I'm having and glean the information that I need to learn so that I can be more in service because I look at every, opportun- every, every experience as an opportunity for that. So all of that being said, I had been dating somebody since February that I met this person at the time that I met him, I was feeling a tremendous amount of self-love. In fact, uh, it was the best Valentine's Day I'd ever had. I had it by myself, for myself. Bought myself flowers, bought myself chocolate, took myself out to eat. I was very joyful. And I was feeling really good and grounded, and I was feeling self-love at a level that I have never experienced before. And I met him in that place. And at that time, he was also in that place. And so we started getting to know each other. And long story short, um, I have read about Twin Flames. I am familiar with soulmates because I believe that I've met many people who have been soulmates. Um, But I've read about Twin Flames, and I had never experienced that. And I believe that he is a Twin Flame. Now, if you read about Twin Flames, and I've done some reading about Twin Flames, um, you, it is an incredibly strong mirror. And a lot of twin flame relationships don't work out because they're very intense. But I will say that there was an acknowledgement that this was the strongest connection I've ever felt, the strongest soul connection I've ever felt with anyone. And so what I learned over the months is that we both had other issues that needed to be addressed. And I realized at some point that I was shutting down because both of us have wounds and we triggered each other. And that happens. So when you trigger each other in a place of of your wounds, There has to be a conscious decision and commitment to go into that incredibly uncomfortable place so that you can kind of sift through it and figure it out together. Both of you have to be willing to sit in that. And both of you have to be willing to work through it. And it's not easy. I will tell you that right now. If you're working on your own stuff and you're having a hard time, to try to take on the stuff of somebody else and work through that as well is really difficult, which is why so many twin flame relationships don't work. So that ended this week. That interaction ended this week. And while my brain can talk to myself and tell me that right now this is for the highest good, my heart is hurting. And, you know, at the time that we had the conversation where I knew that it was over, it felt like I got kicked in the gut. And I felt like, you know, my heart really hurt. And I'm doing better now. It's been a process. I've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of crying and a lot of trying to really look at all of this. And the the takeaway for me from all of this is that there are a lot of deep wounds that I still have that need to be healed. 
And the only person who can heal those wounds is me. That's it. There's no one else. No one's going to rescue me. No one's going to take the pain away. I'm looking for a partner who will hold a space for me to be in that place of being wounded and who, who says, how can I help? What do you need from me? I will hold the space and I love you, but this is your job. And it's true. It is my job. And so Stephanie's been helping me. She's given me some resources, um, and I'm, I'm now studying about trauma. And what happens is we repeat patterns because of the trauma. And I realized in looking at some of this that there were reminders of every person in my life who has ever abused me. And I've had many. And I'm not saying that because I want sympathy. I just want, I just am saying that because I have, I've had this pattern that I need to heal now. So there's a great gift in that. I look at this whole experience as a great gift because I have to be my own best life partner first before that person is going to show up. And I know that. And I've talked about that for a long time. And I thought, you know, first of all, I thought, okay, I must be ready. He must be the guy because I was in such a great place when he showed up. And, and, and he was in such a great place when I showed up for him. And so I have nothing but love and gratitude for him because I wouldn't be where I am now. And the reality is I'm at another level of healing because of him. You know, they say everyone is either a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And we don't really know. We have to just take it a moment at a time. And if we look at that what the what the consciousness tells us and, and Stephanie and I experience this all the time when we're doing our work. The only moment, the only time is now. It's this moment. And in this moment, at this time, I'm not ready. I could judge and say, well he's not ready, but I don't know what his I don't know what his path is at this moment. I know that in this moment it's not with me. But I'm grateful. And I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't be at this next level of deep healing without him. So I have nothing but love and gratitude there. I also have had to look at the fact that did I self-sabotage? I don't think I did. Have I come far from where I used to be and how I used to behave in relationships? Yes. I did. I wasn't reactive in my interactions, even when I was feeling hurt or triggered. So I got to see how much I've grown. I got to see that I need a deeper level of self-love and that I'm actually creating that for myself now. And I got to take a good, honest look at myself to see that I'm not ready to be in a relationship. So, I am listening to a book, an audible book that was recommended by Stephanie called The Body Keeps the Score. And it talks about trauma and how the body basically goes into PTSD and that the brain gets wired. It rewires itself to cope with the trauma. 
and that rewiring can cause self-sabotage and it can cause us to disassociate or numb out or disconnect or react or use coping mechanisms. A lot of people with a lot of trauma go into some kind of addiction. And so I'm starting to understand that because of the traumas that I've had, I'm going to have to to work on rewiring my brain into a healthier place. Because the realization for me is that my go-to when anything gets uncomfortable is this is not a safe space for me. The only person who can make it a safe space for me is me. And so that's what I'm working on now. So I've been on I've been on dating apps and I'm taking myself off. And I'm giving myself permission to just love myself where I am, allow myself a gentle path of self-discovery as I study some more things about how I can heal. And I'm just going to take it a day at a time. And when I feel like crying, I will cry. And I'm going to be doing a lot of self-care. I'll be doing a lot of walking barefoot on the grass, at the beach, getting my feet in the water, either at the ocean or in the bathtub. I'll be taking a lot of Epsom salt baths. I will be eating a lot of food that makes me feel joyful. (laughs) (laughs) I will be doing my songwriting because that's something that I love to do for me. I will be working out because getting my body moving and releasing energy through sweating is really, really healing for me. And I'll be focusing on my kids because that's a place of unconditional love for me. So I'm sharing all of this because I want you all to know that whatever you are facing in your life that's a challenge, that hurts, or is painful, or is difficult, you're not alone. We are all going through our stuff. We are all trying to evolve. We are all trying to learn how to love ourselves. We are all trying to make the best of whatever difficult situations we're dealing with. And we are all lovable. We are all worthy. And we are all enough. We are enough. You know, as you get further into that book, and I highly recommend it for anybody listening. Again, it's The Body Keeps the Score. And regardless of what the trauma was, is, where it's going, all of us have patterns. And it plays out so differently for each and every one of us. And one day I will share my story as well. Um, Mine includes having been molested by a very close family member and also having been drug drug raped also by a family member, a separate one. 
and it's been very difficult to carry that and what's happening with me I've actually completed the book now on goldenaudiobooks.com which is a fabulous resource because all books are free it's amazing there's this new recreation of that's just my first time through the book and there's this recreation there's a re-identification process there is this upside down inside out so many aha moments and What's beautiful is that there's a different sense of validation for me just for being who I am as a person. And I'm recognizing all of the different aspects from the parent within me to the child within me to the different roles that Dr. Vandekoop goes into the book in chapter 17. And I can't tell you the level of peace that I'm feeling just sitting here in this moment because I finished this book today. And it's this huge sigh of relief like, I am okay. I now understand what happened that I think so differently, that I feel like I don't belong. And yet my calling is to help people and people I do help many many people because why because people help me people help Rebecca all of you help us to grow and to expand and to grow into our own awareness to this whole different level and so it's been that type of a week this week where we've Rebecca has shared her beautiful story with all of you it's a super vulnerable place we have the ability within us. We have that strength. There's something that has kept us upright and alive on this planet that we're still here today to be able to share about it. Age, is, age has nothing to do with anything about this. Point being, there's a whole different sense of creation and recreation. For me personally, it was beautiful to hear all these different aspects in the book to really learn my story of what happened and that maybe, just maybe, in between all of these lines, I was okay to begin with, you see. And now it's a matter of restructuring and reclaiming and standing up even stronger. And so... To everyone listening tonight, you know, it takes a lot to share something as intimate and as raw and as vulnerable as this is, but yet there's power within the message as well. And also just sharing once again, Rebecca and I are always in this mode of creating and recreating. Sometimes we just have to buckle down and pull everything out that we thought was within us and sort through that and throw all of that out and start again. So thank you so much for listening tonight. I I just wanted to share that with all of you. And Rebecca, I'm really proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing your story tonight. So powerful. So powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. Yes. It's a bit, but it's okay. I'm good. I'm grateful. You know, every experience is an opportunity, and I absolutely believe that. So I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. We are blessed. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And thank you, Stephanie, because you've been a great support, and I'm I'm very grateful, and I know you understand. And um, it is really interesting when I look at all of the stuff that's happened. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, I kind of took some time to really evaluate the relationships that I've been in, and I have to say, the relationships that I've chosen, because I chose these relationships, and so there have been several different situations where. I've been abused in different ways. Um, and I did, you know, people will say, why didn't you get out? Why didn't you stop? And it's like, you know, when you've been, when, it's, when it has started at an incredibly young age and you're walking on eggshells, I realized I've spent most of my life walking on eggshells. And I know people know what that feels like. Anxiety, you know, it's really interesting. But when you're conditioned to that, it feels familiar. It doesn't mean it's comfortable and doesn't mean it's, it's a good feeling, but it's familiar. And we tend to go back to these familiar patterns, not because we think, oh, yay, this is going to feel good. I'm going to be walking on eggshells again. It's that we don't realize that, that we're being attracted. We're attracting, you know, ourselves to that familiar frequency because remember everything's frequency and energy and vibration, right? And so... You know, it's interesting looking back at my childhood and everything, all the experiences, all the experiences of abandonment, all the experiences of sexual or emotional trauma or manipulation and abuse. Um, And it's really, it's very, very interesting. And I just look at all of that now is I'm so blessed because I have an incredible group of people who love me and support me. And then I'm also looking at the fact that I get to heal. That's a gift I'm giving myself is to continue healing. And it doesn't mean that there's a magic point at which all of a sudden everything's hunky-dory and I'm healed. It just means that moving forward in my life, I will be engaging with people who also have an intention to heal and who, have, who are able and willing in the moment to be in that space with me because they are, they're dedicated to their own healing. And so that means that the potential for both parties in those relationships to heal is very, very great. So uh, I know that there are a lot of people who spend their whole lives never healing. So I feel mm-hmm. incredibly blessed. And again, I'm deeply grateful to you, Stephanie, for your support and help and the recommendation of the book and all of that. So thank you for You're that. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. Okay. So... How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I did a great amount of binge listening. It took roughly three full days for about 17 hours of the book. And it I was traveling deep within myself and excited about some aha moments as strange as that may sound 
And that came from realizing and accepting, I think moving into a place of acceptance of my thinking is different and so be it. And looking at this wide, big landscape of all kinds of emotions, there were some parts of the book, even earlier today, I thought I was listening and it knocked me out. I woke up because it was time for the next one hour segment to play. And um, that's why I thought, oh, I need to go back and listen because it was that intense for me. It's like my conscious mind didn't want to hear it not ready to hear it, but it went into the subconscious mind. So all of that to say it's helping me to feel excited again about life. It's really, I would say, it's helping me to take ownership of myself in a different way, in a way that I haven't done before. You know, when so many dots kind of connect all at the same time, it's overwhelming. So I've been in a state of overwhelm not necessarily in a negative way because I've made sure to maintain my self-care, whether that's meant lighting my favorite candle in the world, a woodwick candle. I love the sound of that candle burning. The little things, it's the little things. What do I need to do right now in this moment to take care of myself? So that's what this past week has been for me. And then in the meantime, there's been people like the woman who runs the whole life festival. I need this from you. Now I need this from you. And it's like, oh, yeah, that. Oh, oh, (laughs) I'm two weeks away. So bringing it back full circle, it's been maintaining this. I don't know what to say about it. It's the lid has been blown off. In many different ways, it's like the skin is blown off in different ways. And there's been parts of it where my vulnerability has been so high, I feel like I don't know what to do with myself. And yet, there's this constant reassurance, though, of it still brings me back to I'm okay as a person. These things happened to me. And so now I get to co-create with creator, with God, and say, oh, okay, now how can this be done differently? How can this be done in a way that will now fully a thousand percent and more support me and propel me forward? This is something that's held me back for a long time. I've always been able to get to a certain point, and then there's that ceiling, that glass ceiling or the glass wall, and I stop, and people are like, well, where are you? And I haven't known where I am because when you don't have answers, you don't know. So I'm excited for this growth process. I really am. And uh, also just to sit with that too because, again, it's so overwhelming, but yet it's so joyful. And then to recognize, to simply recognize these are my patterns. And one of the things I've done is something called exile. I I swore off dating. I was the wonderful serial dating person, always had a boyfriend, always had a boyfriend. And then that came to a stop almost nine years ago because I realized I keep doing the same thing. I'm just going to not do this. Well, it also doesn't mean I need to exile myself away from that either. But that's something I learned about while walking through the book, the journey of the book 
why is that done? Where has it come from? What has it served so that I can feel safe inside? And then realizing that, you know, as I work my way through this and as I continue to heal with it, that there will be a place and a time and a platform where I will no longer, you know, consider myself in exile within myself and my life, you see. So it's the book is fabulous and it invites us all to come back into our life in a way that's safe. And I truly, truly love how Dr. Bessel writes his book because he's very um, welcoming with open arms. You know, towards the end of the book, he talks about the programs and how every two years they do a different program. They change states quite a bit. So they've worked with the Blackfoot Native Tribe in Montana. They've done work actually up here in Anchorage, Alaska. So he makes sure to move this around and to plant the seeds around the nation and to help people to help themselves. I love that. Absolutely love it. Awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. And we are all awesome. <laughs> yes, we are. In fact, um, it was funny. Uh, you know, my friend Danny and I, we usually, we try to walk eight miles on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we weren't going to get to do that. So uh, instead, we, we walk this really steep hill, hill near our house when we can. We haven't done it in a while. And so we did that on Friday and we joke around that I, I call this, there's a group of, of ladies that we see every time we walk up there. There are four other ladies that we see, two of them walk together, another one walks by herself or with somebody and then the other person walks by herself. But I call them the hillers because they're regulars that we see literally at five o'clock in the morning walking. Aww. And so we haven't seen all of them since April because my friend hasn't been able to walk regularly since then. And so on Friday, instead of doing the eight-mile walk, my friend had to work. So we went ahead and did this walk on this hill, and we saw all of them. And we, we all ended up converging at the same place. So we took a selfie with everybody for the first time, because these are people that we've seen walking since last summer. So it was kind of an abrupt <laughs> thing for, you know, it's like, where have you guys been? And it's like, you know, so... And so that was the other thing is we were really happy. We got our more than three miles in. We really pushed ourselves on the workout. And uh, so by the time we got to the bottom of this steep hill, we started seeing everything is awesome <laughs> from the Lego movie. So uh, it's, it is. Everything is awesome. You know, it's, it's perspective. And, you know, you can be crying and still feel like it's awesome because you can be grateful in whatever it is, whatever the lesson is. And it's um, – yeah, it's, I'm just in deep gratitude. So, all righty. Well, what do you say? Should we do a meditation? <laughs> I think ready? that would be wonderful. <laughs> I think that would be good, too. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Of course, and thank you. Thank you. All right, well, we're going to enjoy some love here, so... Let's everyone get relaxed right where you are. We're going to take a single deep breath in and hold and release. And right where we are right now, we have an angel approaching us. Beautiful tall angel. 
this angel is carrying, it has with it a beautiful pink blanket. Blanket is now being placed around our shoulders. And this blanket is covering us in all the right places. It's covering behind our neck, over our shoulders. It's wrapping us up. We're all bundled up in this beautiful, lovely blanket. And there's enough blanket. There's plenty of blanket. And we have so much blanket, we can keep wrapping it around us if we want. And this blanket is permeating the energy of love. It's gently, gently working its way into our physical bodies, our mental body, emotional, spiritual. And it's gently saturating us. Gently, 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 gently. And this beautiful angel, our guardian angel, is standing right behind us. This angel is right here with us, always with us. And as we're relaxing here, enjoying this lovely blanket, Our angel is extending to us a beautiful red rose. This is our red rose. This is our heart. Let yourself smell this rose. Allow this scent to permeate, to come in to open up your senses. Hold the rose under your nose. And then bring that rose to your heart. Just gently hold the rose there. Visualize that rose coming into your heart and healing your heart in all of the ways that it needs to heal. And as this rose is healing our hearts, it's entering our bloodstream. We're bringing this upward into our brains. And we're inviting this energy to gently, gently rewire our brains with the energy of love. Feel that energy moving. And then we're going to bring this energy back down into our hearts again. And know that this is always available to you. That your your guardian angel is always with you. And that you can access this rose at any time to come in and heal you, to come in and heal your heart, your central nervous system, 
wherever you need healing in your life, that you can invite this in. And now we're going to come back into the present. And if you wish, you may remain blanketed up and cloaked in your pink blanket. And you may continue to hold the rose if you wish. We're going to take one deep breath in. And hold. And exhale. And when you're ready, open your eyes. And welcome back. Thank you, Stephanie. That was amazing. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. There's Garrett. There's Garrett. So, so for the listeners, you know, we especially those of you who've been listening to the show uh, for you know since we started this one, uh, we've been doing this work with Garrett for a long time, and. It, you know, there's always kind of been this little joke about, you know, Garrett just kind of goes off somewhere else, which is awesome when we do the meditation. So it's always like, okay, is Garrett back yet? That's my so favorite Garrett, part of the show. Compliment. I know, I know. And Stephanie's so good at these meditations. It's wonderful. Thank you. So we've got a bunch of callers tonight. Do you ladies feel like taking some calls? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we're going to do our best to get through as many of your calls tonight as possible. I've screened a lot of you, but we still have gobs and gobs I haven't even gotten to yet. So um, tonight, if I'm um, coming on the line while they're reading on the um, re- doing a reading for you, I'll be asking for your first name only and then the topic. So it can be like love, career, family, whatever, but I don't need the whole story because that's your time for the ladies. Um, our first caller tonight has been is uh, our very patient Kate, and Kate is calling about family. Kate, you're live with your Sunday Psychics. Rebecca and Stephanie, go ahead, please. Hi, Kate. This is Rebecca. Hello, Kate. Okay, we'll put Kate back on hold. Maybe she's still in meditation. Um, next question, Next caller is going to be Lisa Marie calling about marriage. Lisa Marie, you're live with your Sunday Psychics. Rebecca and Stephanie, go ahead, please. Hi, uh, I was having a tough time coming back from that meditation. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hi, Lisa Marie. That's awesome. Yes, it's it's working. It's good. So this is Rebecca. How can we help tonight? Hi, I'm wondering about my marriage. Okay, and your your husband's first name or your or your your partner's first name? Steve. Steve. Okay, one moment, please. Okay, so the very first thing that comes up is I have this image that, that there's, it's almost like there's a wall between the two of you right now, and it feels like you can't reach him. Um, so let's see here. It feels like you've kind of been floundering with this for a long time. Uh, and it's, I mean, part of it is it feels like he doesn't really know how to connect with you right now. I feel like he's kind of withdrawn He's, he's dealing with some internal stuff is, is the impression I get. And that um, it's almost like he doesn't feel, I don't want to say not worthy, but there's a piece of him that feels like he's not contributing enough 
And so he's withdrawn. And, and so what I, one of the things I want to say is that, you know, when, if you study the Mars-Venus materials by John Gray, he talks about how men need to feel like they can provide for and protect their, their partners, their spouses, their women. And if they feel like there's something that's not working in their lives regarding that, like they're not making enough money or maybe they've been laid off or maybe they're not working at all um, or they're just not happy with their work situation or it's really stressful, what happens is that also affects their marriages and their relationships because most men get their validity from the work that they do and who they are out in the world. It makes them feel like, I'm a man, I'm capable, I can do what I need to do as a man. So if that piece isn't working, it affects our marriage. Because my impression is it's not about the two of you. It's about what's happened, um, I want to say, with him and then his withdrawing and then feeling like he's not good enough here. And, it, and, and again, this huge barrier. And I feel like you've kind of been dancing in circles trying to figure out how to get through to him. So the most important thing right now is, you know, what does he need to do to, to feel successful in his own right? And then in that, it will help him feel like he can bring something back to the marriage and contribute. So, you know, really this is one of those things where, you can't really do anything until he starts being willing to do something for himself. So anyway, I'm going to hand you over to Stephanie and let her, you know, I'm sure she'll have more to to say uh, about this. And I'm sending lots of love and prayers to you. Um, You just have to remember that, you know, all you can do is hold a loving space for him. He has to want to heal and do this work for himself. And that's the only way that he can contribute in the marriage as well. So lots of love. And and let let me turn you over to Stephanie. Hi, Lisa Marie. A couple of things to add on to what Rebecca shared. First of all, what came through for me is Steve is also within a cycle of depression that keeps repeating and repeating and repeating. And there's the surface depression, and then he rabbit holes from there. There's a lot of looping going on. There's a lot of hamster wheel thinking going on. This is something for him that he must work out, by the way. There is a question on your part from time to time of, you know, is this perhaps, you know, a medical condition such as being bipolar or is this a habit pattern? Regardless, he ha- there's work that he must do on his own. For you, the most important thing at this place in time is your own self-care. So this would be the point to not necessarily unplug from the marriage, but unplugging from feeling like you're a thousand percent responsible for his happiness or his unhappiness. This is a time where it's very important for you to care for yourself, regardless of what's going on. He will observe you taking care of yourself, and this is where some progress has potential to begin again, where that fire can begin to be reignited. But right now, focus on you. Remember that you're here as well. And it's a time, even within your marriage, to put yourself number one. He will follow if he chooses to. So just keep that in mind. Um, You've done what you can in terms of helping him to resolve the depression. The ball is in his court. It's important to remember that. Lots of love and blessings to you, Lisa. Please keep it Thank posted. you, Lisa. 
And we're going to get to our next caller, and it's going to be Michelle. Michelle's calling about love. Michelle, you're live with your Sunday Psychics. Rebecca and Stephanie, go ahead, please. Hi. Um, Hi, Michelle. First of all, all, I think it was Rebecca you started out saying about, um, was it uh, Neptune going forward and things that were hidden being uncovered? And it was a... uh, I forget the word you use, energetic, weak, or, you know, impactful. And I, I can validate that. That's, that was my experience with last week. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. So what is your question for us this evening? Well, uh, love. Um, I am trying to, uh, I'm an empty nester all of a sudden, and, uh, you know, my daughter moved out. And you know what? Uh, today I actually talked to somebody um, from a dating site, and we did, uh, like, a video chat. And we really like each other, I think, you know. And uh, it's kind of surprising. You feel compatible with somebody. But uh, I was just wondering what you saw for me. Okay. All right. First of all, congratulations on the empty nester. I know it's exciting and I know there's sadness there too. And in terms of love coming in, from what I can tell, it looks like you're going to this a little bit. For right now, it's fun. In other words, it's fun to put your feet inside of the swimming pool, see what it feels like. Is it nice? Is it not nice? Are the waters warm or cool? You're going to take your time with this. I do see that you would like to meet a person casually. You may end up going to lunch, something like that. But one thing to remember, especially being a new empty nester, is to remember your own self-love and your self-care right now. And when you connect with potential guys, keeping an open mind that They're not necessarily there to hold you up per se, but that these are people that could be, as Rebecca might say, potential really good friends. So what I'm seeing right now, though, um, there is a grieving period going on for you with the new empty nester. So take this time to just, you know, be with that energy. Take it all in. Absorb it. Have the fun conversations, you know, when you so choose. But remember to take care of you first and really up the strong post that you are. So I'm going to hand you over to Rebecca now. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, and of course, I, I, yes, of course, bravo on the self-care and the self-love. Uh, I keep hearing December and then I'm hearing February, March. And my impression is that, you know, it's, it is a process for you right now of kind of getting to understand how you like this process, like what works for you uh, as you're trying to put yourself out there to meet people while also doing self-care. And so I, I love that because that's a good amount of time, in my opinion, my personal opinion, for you, for you and you as an individual. Uh, but I'm hearing that Kind of like by you get by the time you get to December, it'll be like you know what I feel like I'm in a good place now, and um, you know my impression is it's either going to be somebody that you've already kind of been talking to, and you guys will decide that okay I think I actually want to go out on some dates with you now, uh, but there will definitely be a shift for you regarding love in December, and then again um, 
you know, my impression is that you may be entering a relationship or in February or March of next year, certainly by May. I feel like, you know, everybody's going to know you're in love and it's, um, you know, it feels really good. So, you know, honor you, love yourself, show up for the process, do what feels right for you and, uh, and keep us posted. But I, but I definitely see love for you and it's, it's, it's coming and it's, you know, that's less than a year. That's not a lot of time. So enjoy the time you have. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for the call tonight. You're so welcome. Thank you, Michelle. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bye. And next we're going to take a call from Jay. Jay's calling because he is considering an item to buy, and he wants to know about its worth. Uh, Jay, you're live with your Sunday Psychics. Rebecca and Stephanie, go ahead, please. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Hey there. I just wondered um, in regards to – I'm thinking you're talking about the weather, and I think it's going to cost some – Possible food shortages. So I'm thinking of buying a, like a food freeze dryer, and actually, you know, getting it in on it right right away and, and working with it. So I just wonder, if, you know, I feel that's the right investment. So I might have, I might be sharing with some some other people and, and actually in doing the process. But I just wonder what your thoughts about that is. Thanks. Okay. Well, Jay, thank you. This is Rebecca, and, and actually, you know, Rebecca. it immediately kind it, it kind of uh, came to me as. Yeah, this is really cool. And it's, you know, cause, because part of this is, um, you know, you're somebody who really likes to understand things. And if you're curious about it, like you want to actually experience it, you want to look at it from the inside, from the outside, uh, really learn everything that you can about it. And I feel like this is part of your own discovery for yourself and your own journey about things that you like and you don't like. Um, I absolutely get that you're somebody who not only – cares about if there's a different way to be on the planet for yourself, but you kind of are one, one who cares about what's happening in the world and in the environment and all of that. And so this feels like a really good thing. It's, the one thing that I want to say, though, specifically is look at this as an exploration because my impression is, you know, going into this and exploring and learning about it is great, but my impression is that it may lead to an investigation or discovery of another process that's even better. So it's possible that you and or the people that you invest in this with will actually try to create technology that takes things even to another level of of retaining nutrition and that kind of a thing. So, you know, my impression is that, yeah, this is a good thing um, because it it also feeds your soul of, of, of wanting to discover. So, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, let me uh, let me turn you over to Stephanie, and um, I'm Thank sure you. she'll have some more great information for you. Hi, Jay. Nice to meet you. Um, you too. Number one, excellent idea. Secondly, um, I in my work, I work with different tools from time to time. One of them is the pendulum, and I'm asking to what percent is this serving your highest and best with your intentions and everything else that you're working on? That comes through at 85 90%. So it is an excellent idea, and all things considered, it would be a way to, I'm seeing within your heart, there's an intention to bring community together as well. You know, all things considered and possibilities of what may or may not happen. So the cool part is that you're a ringleader in a positive way as far as drawing people together. And that's what I'm seeing that comes forth. Also, it looks like you're very attentive to those who may not have as much or who are in need. And it gives you the opportunity to help care for everybody. 
you know, this includes children and the seniors, everyone else in between. So I see it going both ways. It's not just, quote unquote, just a food storage unit. It's going to be so much more than that. So that's what comes through. Thank you so much for your call tonight. You're welcome. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks, Stephanie. You're welcome. Thank you, Jay. You're so welcome. And our next caller is Rose Maria, and Rose Maria is calling about business travel. Rose Maria, you're back on the show live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing awesome. How are Doing you, Rose Maria? Doing good. It looks like uh, I'm going like hell broke loose. I'm trying to finish up my arrangements and stuff, and nobody's returning calls from the firm and all that. So I'm wondering if I should go or not. But if it's going to go straight through the right way, if that makes sense. To go on a business trip. Right. I'm Is that correct? Even about a week and a half. Okay. I do see you're definitely going. You are going to go in spite of any and all circumstances. That comes through very strongly at roughly 75-80%. I see you operating with a great deal of caution, though. And even right now, as you're asking the question, there is quite a bit of uncertainty. And it's not that you don't want to travel. You're thinking of there's other aspects to this that you are needing to take into consideration. It seems like there's um, some sort of a hidden agenda. And it's not that it's hidden. It's different points of awarenesses that you are looking at and so one person may say oh you need to go on this business trip and there's the visible parts of it and there's the invisible components of it and with you being as intuitive as you are that's what part of what's still going on here is the discerning of what really needs to take place here and also this is what leads you to question is this really going to take place so let's let's hand you over to Rebecca and see what she says okay well I also agree I yes I see the travel um, I get you know that there's some trepidation on your part about this um, but I'm actually getting that this is it, 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 you will be safe it will be okay there may be like some little delays here and there and what I'm hearing very loud and clear is to just be present with the moment you will be safe this is it's going to be fine um, and so if you can just allow that you are always safe and guided and protected you know uh, Stephanie was talking about the meditation earlier about our angels and that where they're always with us and, and and I get a very strong feeling about all of this that you are protected trust your intuition but you are safe you are protected and and the trip won't be exactly what you expect, but I feel like everything will be fine. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just a matter of you allowing yourself to relax into the experience, and it will be, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll be interesting. My impression is that after this trip, it's going to be interesting about, uh, you know, the evaluations about whether or not you guys need to be traveling again. Uh, so uh, I agree with Stephanie that, you know, there may be some discussion about this, but I feel like it may be after after this trip, because I definitely get that you are going to be going. So, uh, you know, that's the that's the impression that I get. So, you know, keep us posted, and all the best, and uh, enjoy. Thank you, Rose Maria. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. And send a postcard. Okay, our next caller yeah. is Randy, <laughs> and Randy's calling about a repeated work issue. Randy, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. 
Hi, this is Randy. Um, Hi, Randy. Say thank you for sharing your story in the beginning of the show. I related to. <laughs> I just felt You're like so I, welcome. I could relate. Um, but I feel like I'm going through a repeated also issue. I feel sick to my stomach at work. I, I'm keep, I'm put I'm putting these situations with coworkers where I feel like they're not very nice people. <laughs> And okay. I, I just keep, ha- I mean, you know, like, whether okay. it doesn't matter where I go, I can't hide. It just keeps happening. <laughs> okay. All right. So take a breath, okay? Because I get, I mean, what I'm getting from you right now is you actually feel traumatized when you go to work. Yeah. But this is, like, this is, it's not just anxiety at this point. It's, it, this is becoming almost, like, it feels like a fresh trauma for you. It is. And so, and so, and so there's a couple of things, you know, first of all, um, you know, I, I'm not medically trained in any way, shape or form. And I can, I can call it as it comes up intuitively, but I can't say that I'm, I'm not any kind of expert. Everything is through intuition. Um, and, and I would, I would have to say, I would recommend to you that if you can contact a health professional to, to get some support and some assistance, you know, let me just say that and put that out there for you. Uh, because my impression is that this is something that, you know, I'm checking in with your feeling and I have this just incredibly huge knot in my gut right now and I feel yeah. like I'm paralyzed. Yeah. And so when you're feeling those kinds of feelings in your body, there's a feeling that you're not safe. Right. And so like it doesn't matter where I could I feel like it's never gonna end. It feels like you right. can't I can't get out of it. Like it doesn't matter like if I get out of the situation, I feel like I'm being put into another situation exactly like it. Like the universe is like conspiring against me, like to put me in these situations. Okay. Okay, so take a breath, because here's the thing. The universe is always conspiring for our highest good. And I will tell you that I had a couple of work situations in my life a long time ago where I knew at a certain point I had outgrown that environment, but I was too scared to leave. And what ended up happening was it became unbearable for me to stay. So what I would ask of you is, I would love for you to do some self-care. I would also mm-hmm. love for you to think about what kind of work do you really love doing and if this isn't it. If this is what you love and it's just not the right place, okay, great. But this, if this isn't what you love, you want to get reconnected to what you love. Who did you want to be when you grow up? What did you want to do? What is your love? When you think about what's, what do I really want to be doing, how do I want to invest my energy every day? Because the reality is when we work full-time, we are spending the majority of our working hours investing our energy in whatever that occupation is. And so I tell people, like, when you go in your interview for a job, you're interviewing them as well. It's not just pick me for the job. It's I'm interviewing them to determine whether or not this is a good place for me to, to invest my life force. Are they going to support me as a human being? Are they loving and respectful and courteous? Are they team players? Nice. And so, you know, I, so one of the reasons I'm suggesting that you that you talk to a healthcare professional is that it's possible. And again, this is, you know, I'm throwing this out there, but it sounds like you are in a, a you know, almost like a, a traumatic response. And again, I'm not an expert. This is my intuition. And if that's the case, you may want to get somebody to help you and they may suggest that you take a break. 
at least for you to figure out what you want your next steps to be. Because when you work in an environment or you're placed in these situations where people are unkind and it's over and over and over and over, it is traumatizing to our souls. It is, yeah. 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 So, so as far as intuitively, you know, so I can say, yes, this is not a great environment for you. I'm hearing changes as early as September, which is really only a little over a month away. Um, and as late as November, I absolutely see changes for you in place by November. So I don't know if it means that you'll take time off until September or if you'll turn in a resignation or, you know, exactly what that means. But September is significant for you with this. And by November, my impression is that you'll be doing something completely different. Uh, I don't know if it's just a different environment, if it's work that you love, but I definitely see that there are big changes coming for you around all of this. And in November, it feels like, oh, thank you, God. That's what it feels like. September is like, okay, I'm really relieved. But November is like, Ah, thank you, God. So I just it's don't want to be out of job either. Like, I don't want to be, like, not working. <laughs> that would be more traumatic. No, no, I understand that. No, no, I understand that. So let me give you one more thing to look at, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, give you to Stephanie for her to give you some more support as well. One of okay. the things is, we, okay, and so this is a little exercise, okay? So mm-hmm. one of the things, languaging is really important. And I used to say, I have to go to work. And finally, at one point, somebody said, no, you don't. And I said, well, yeah, I do. And they said, well, why do you have to go to work? And I said, well, because if I don't go to work, I won't get paid. So you still don't have to go to work. But yeah, I do, because if I don't get paid, then I can't pay my bills. Right. <laughs> so, you should, but, so you're choosing. So here's the thing. It's always a choice every day. You don't have to anything. You get yes, to you choose to because it's less stress to go in and get the paycheck and be able to pay my bills. But sometimes it's less stress to not place yourself in that environment. So you have mm-hmm. to make that decision each day. What is, what is the, the path that is most in line with supporting and loving myself in this moment and for today? So it's a choice. You can choose to go to work or you can choose not to go to work. But you have to, and I'm, and I'm saying you have to, well, it's a choice, too, but I really, really want you to honor yourself and love yourself, whatever that choice is. So if you decide, I'm choosing to go to work because I'm going to be more stressed if I don't have the money to pay my bills, then be at yeah. peace with that, with that decision for the day. Okay? Okay. So, yeah. that's, so that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to be preachy. I'm sending all of this with as much love as I have in my heart. Thank and you and I'll be that's praying for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry? That's why I call the show because I know that you are all very compassionate. So, <laughs> oh, well, thank you. We, and, and you know what? We do this because we love you guys. You know, we appreciate all of you so much. So, so Brandy, let me let me put you over to Stephanie, and I'm sure she'll have some good words for you. Lots of love and blessings. Thank you for the call tonight. Thank you. All right, we're going to address this from a different angle of perspective, and. First of all, starting with the note of looking what we get to do each day. And when we shift our perspective, the universe also responds to that. So a couple of things. First and foremost, this is usually done at the new moon, but this can be done anytime, which is creating your manifestation list. And when we create our manifestation list, we preface it with either the phrase, I am, or... I have. And I strongly suggest that you do this. 
I am working for a company I absolutely love to go to work for. I have the best work in the world because I love doing what I'm doing. Those are suggestions. But first of all, make your manifestation list. I am or I have. And that's it. Do not use the word hope. Do not use the word want. Those words keep everything out into the future. It will always hover in front of us and we will never attain it. When we say I am or I have, we're speaking that into the present right here, right now. That's the first thing. Secondly, before you get to go to work each day, in your prayers, even if you say a 20-second prayer, God, please unplug me from the mass collective consciousness and plug me back into your love. This way, what you're doing is you're extracting yourself from the energies of the collective in the work environment, the energies of the collective when we step outside the door to get in our car or to take public transportation. But what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for the positive. You're unplugging from the everybody else's of the world and you're plugging, plugging straight back into the energies of God, creator, source, and then you are then you get to start your day with those kinds of energies. This way, it's a different way, spiritually speaking, energetically speaking, you are supporting yourself in a way that you will be able to move through those moments. Because I understand those moments. I've had those jobs a long time ago, and it's really not fun whatsoever. I have a lot of empathy for you and compassion. And speaking from experience, these are tools for you to help yourself so that as you move through the next destination, which is the next position coming up roughly by the first of the year, I'm here in January, then you will be able to progress in a more positive way. So all the best to you. Sending you lots of love. Yep, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you, Randy. And we're going to skip to Grace now. And Grace is calling about love. Grace, you're back live with your Sunday Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi, guys. Thanks for your show and all your beautiful shares. I also resonated with it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being out there. That's so helpful. And my uh, question is also like related to love when when you see a love partner coming in for me. Sure. Hi, Grace. This is Stephanie. Okay. I'm going to share the same information with you as I did with Randy. First and foremost, create your manifestation list on what you seek and first of all, what you seek for yourself. Yes. So preface your sentences with either I am or I have. This way, you are creating a list that's coming from the positive. Secondly, your own self-care is critical. Understanding that you are a beautiful person on your own, that you're filled with love right here, right now. That's really, really important. Getting to know yourself in ways that you're not familiar would be a really good thing to do too. That's what's coming through. I'm not sure why. But one of the things that will help you as well is to get out in nature. So 
So in other words, wrapping this suggestion together would be bring your notebook, your pen, go to the park, sit on the bench, sit in the grass, it doesn't matter, and then create your list. Because this way, when you are connected with Mother Earth, that serves you so much better. And with the energies that you have, meaning inside your home, your aura, and so forth, it would be very cleansing and healing for you to get outside. So I'm going to leave you with that and pass you over to Rebecca. Okay. Hi, Hi, Grace. All right. So, you know, first of all, it's like you have this very, very loving energy, but it's almost like it's always for everyone else, which I completely relate to. Um, and so I absolutely, you know, I, 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 I feel like, yes, self-love is really where it is for you right now because the thing is when we want to be a good partner, we have to be able to keep the balance of loving ourselves first and then loving yeah. our partner. And it doesn't mean that there aren't times what we put that person first. It depends on what their needs are. But for the most part, we have to stay in this balance of loving ourselves first because if we don't ask ourselves first, how do we know what we need to ask for from our partner? Okay? So, you know, the thing is, and so right now, I, I feel like you are entering a new phase in your life of self-discovery yeah. about really giving yourself permission to discover who am I and who do I want to be and what do I want to be doing? I, you know, like my impression is you may want to take some classes of things you've wanted to try that you've never done. Uh, you may want to go yeah. explore places that you've wanted to travel to that you haven't explored. It's like this is kind of, these are the things that I get are coming to the top of your list right now. And that you would like to have a partner and you'd like to have that love relationship, but that, you know, it's going to be coming from this place of loving yourself first and potentially in these adventures you know aligning yourself with somebody who matches those interests and is kind of at the same point in their lives where you know they're discovering themselves as well so you know my impression is that you could be in relationship as quickly as April uh, I feel like it's sometime between April and July and that really you know these these next few months are really about you building this very solid foundation of self-love first and that in that place it's like even your friends are going to be commenting wow we've never seen you like this you seem so empowered you seem so like you're you're just grabbing life by the horns and you are taking you know taking hold of it and really creating what you want in your life like it's time for passion and love in your life and it has to come from you first so you are you are definitely coming into this right now and it feels amazing uh, and so I also feel like there's going to be a different kind of celebration at the holidays for you this year that is, again, it's all around this self-love kind of feeling and you being grounded and centered and feeling complete love instead of any fear because there's always kind of been a nervousness about should I do this, should I not do this. You are basically transcending all of that and moving to this deeper level of love for yourself. So, again, I just want to reiterate, I'm hearing relationships as early as April. It may be as long as July. Uh, but by the time you enter into it, you're going to be like, do I really want to do this now? Let me see how it feels. And so I'm really <laughs> excited for you. It's a beautiful, beautiful journey. So, you know, so please okay. keep us posted and, and let us know how everything's going, Grace. I, we so appreciate your question tonight. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay. So, yeah, thanks for the call tonight. All right. So, um we haven't really done our little plugs, and I'm going to do this right now. If, you know, 
thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Those of you who call in regularly, we love our loyal listeners. We are so grateful for you. Those of you who are new, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you'll come back again. And um, if you'd like to schedule a private session with Stephanie, her website is journeywithstephanie.com. If you'd like to schedule a session with me, my website is rebeccafisk.com. We also do joint sessions. So if you would like to have a full reading with both of us, where we both answer all of your questions, uh, we are available for that as well. We also do group readings in addition to that. So um, it's been an amazing evening. And I guess, I, you know, I know Garrett said that we had a lot of callers tonight. Uh, we didn't get to all of you. And... Uh, we really hope that you tune in again next week. Call in early. I, for those of you who are regulars, I think some of you know, you can call in up to 15 minutes before the show starts to get into that call queue. Um, so uh, anyway, let me turn it over to Stephanie, and, uh, and then we will sign off. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you, and have a fabulous week. So, Stephanie? I just want to thank all of the listeners and the callers and just to say that we appreciate you stepping forward, speaking your truth, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And Rebecca, I just send you lots of big hugs and lots of love for sharing tonight. That's really powerful. And again, for anybody out there that has experienced trauma of any kind, this is an excellent book, The Body Keeps the Score. It's available on audio. It's free, goldenaudiobooks.com. And I just greatly encourage all of you to do that. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. All the best. All right. Bye. <laughs>